running up the score. Jerry Napoleonello. This team has been on the clock for four months now. Why are we taking this down to the four-minute mark? You know, you had you have ten minutes here. Ten minutes here, but you've had four months. The dude's got a thousand and twenty-one text messages as he hasn't read yet. Did we did we not like notice that? Kevin Donlin. Bryce Harper's a great player. He's very, very talented. Aside from last year, but I blame myself. I'm pretty sure I'm the reason for that with fantasy baseball. That's disgusting. Wow. I can't believe that's like real. I mean, again, I'm not. I shouldn't hate. I'm not going to be the kind of person that hates. No, no hate. He, he hate is doing enough hating for the both of us. As a Cowboys fan, the expectations are so high, and it's just you know you're dug into the ground by the end of the season. You're like you're basically like what the Patriots are, but like like you try to do it, but you just don't. No. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. at least the Jets, you know what I mean? They have excuses. This is running up the score, your one-stop spot for all things sports. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. We are back finally. It's been a while. Still social distancing, obviously, as you can see. And uh, yet we're still dealing with this global pandemic, COVID-19. But something that we've been dying to say over the last four months or so, sports are back. And now the real question is, how long? But we're hoping it's for good. There's been a lot going on in the sports world, and it's time to dive right into it. Jerry Napoleonello, Kevin Donlin, here with you. First, go leave us a voicemail at 516-324-8725. We also put up some new uh, show merchandise. You can go check that out at tpublic.com slash R-U-T-S sports. And we're going to dive right into it. I mean, we might as well. Um, but before we get to the sports aspect, let's, I mean, obviously we, we've been away from the show for a little while now. Um, we really haven't had a show since the whole last dance thing. So, you know, um, obviously personal situations here, you know, there's really, I mean, I've been still kind of quarantining, I guess you could say, uh, I haven't been really working, you know, because of this whole thing. So it's, it's been, um. I'm thankful that sports are back. Basically, it's something to watch now. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's just like it seems like fresh air that yeah. you're breathing in when you when you see the return of sports. And uh, obviously, we're right in the middle of it at this point. Um, you know, you got baseball back. Uh, I want to say in full swing, uh, but you know, minus one team right now. You know, you. Yeah. You know the struggles going on with the virus. It's just unfortunate, but uh, you know, credit to all these organizations that are just trying to get the product back out there. Because uh, there are a lot of people that just, you know, they love sports, and you know, sometimes you just need that entertainment. Uh, and I feel like that's uh, something that a lot of people need. I mean, just in general, yeah. myself included. So obviously, you know, the team that you're talking about is the Marlins. The Marlins. Um they added, I think, two more guys to the list. So they're up to 19 players slash coaches that have tested positive. And they're the only team that have any positive tests. They tested the rest of the, the league. Not one team has any other t- uh, positive tests. So, uh, you know, obviously obviously the team that played the Marlins during this whole thing uh, was the Philadelphia Phillies. So they've had to sit out until at least tomorrow, Friday. Uh, Marlins have to sit out until Monday. Obviously, these guys have to test negative for them to even touch the field. 
So the fact that they're losing basically almost three quarters of their their lineup, their roster, uh, you know, you have to think like if something like this happens again, I think you have to, you know, because it's not just going to be secluded to one team because, you know, if it's if this happens again, it's going to be a few guys, a few teams that that are dealing with this. And you know what? Right now, this is the only league that's traveling. You know, the NHL and the NBA are doing, you know, the whole bubble aspect. And we'll get into that when we get into their sports. But for right now, you know, the Yankees um, had to change their, you know, their schedule. The Orioles had to change their schedule. You know, these teams are having to change their schedules because of the Marlins. And, you know, the, the article that I was reading on the whole Marlins outbreak was that, you know, they're out on the town the night before. They knew of the positive tests before playing that game and still decided to play that game, which I think was wrong in every aspect. And even Joe Girardi, the the head coach or the manager of the Phillies, said if we knew about that, we wouldn't have played. So, I I mean, that's maybe a punishment or so, you know? I I think in regards to that, if that's an easy fix, uh, you know, you have to throw something into the – you know, in addition to the Players Association regarding uh, what, you know, you like to call reckless COVID behavior. And, you know, I think it plays an extreme clause in these contracts that if uh, we're going to go out and, you know, to bars and, you know, party and, you know, all of a sudden you end up with COVID. I mean, you're it's in a risk. You're risking uh, yourself as well as uh, the others around you. And, you know, you're a professional athlete at this point and you make a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, this is the way things are right now. Um, you got to remember, you know, we really are, uh, you know, in the early stages of experimenting what sports would be like with COVID nineteen in effect. So, you know, everything is on the fly, and I think baseball's done a great job of on the fly work of uh, you know pausing the season for certain teams and you know uh, delaying some of the games that they you know had scheduled. And then going forward, um, again, you have these slates, you have these times, and you just got to be able to adjust with it on the fly. And I think baseball's done a great job in the early going, and they're going to have to continue to do a great job as the season continues if you want the season to continue. Yeah. So I credit to the uh, to Major League Baseball. They've done a great job at just trying to do what they can to, you know, whether it's pause the season or whatever else needed to uh, can keep the season afloat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, they've been able to address this this whole issue with the Marlins, yet still not really pause the whole season compared to, like, for, for all the other teams, um, and just have the, the teams that are kind of in the, the realm of playing the Marlins or have played the Marlins or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, just a little tinker of, you know, one here, one there, you know, the, the Yankees and Orioles playing now. Um, you know, I, I just, I applaud them on that baseball, you know, the way that they're, the way that the stadiums are. And, and, you know, first of all, I think they could have done a bubble thing if you, you know, if being honest, I think they could have, I think there's so many examples of how a bubble can be, you know, made and 
you know, you do have a lot of college campuses out there. Um, I mean, just look in New York, though. New York, we have two Major League Baseball, you know, stadiums. We have, you know, Buffalo that has that AAA stadium um, that the Toronto Blue Jays wanted to play in. Uh, then you, mm-hmm. you know, you can even talk about maybe, you know, looking into Connecticut. You can look into, you know, New Jersey. Like, there's minor league baseball, fe- you know, fields all around this area. They could have did there a bubble. Ma- you know, I think there is a difference in baseball when it comes to major league level. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I feel like it needs to be enclosed. It's not like there's a a home field advantage or anything going no, on. It's not there, there are no, you know, there are no fans there. So it doesn't change the concept. So why all 32 teams have their home arenas right now i feel like it's an unnecessary uh an expense yeah and unfortunately for these arenas and these stadiums right now COVID 19 is really really strictly affecting them and you know, they're trying to do again like whatever it is to stay afloat but uh i don't think it's smart on baseball's behalf because it's just too much travel yeah uh and it's just, with the uncertainty of this virus, uh, it's just not smart. And I think the NFL is trying to head the same way with the travel. And I feel like uh, you'll see the effect big time, even all the way in September. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's going to be more scary. it's going to be more interesting with the NFL because of, you know, how close, you know, obviously it's a contact sport. So, you know, these players are going to be so close to each other. You know, when when you're talking about baseball, it's not really that much. You know, you're, the closeness is basically with your own team. You know, and that's for all of these, you know, these leagues. You know, obviously you're in a bubble closest to these, you know, to your, your own team. So that's yeah. that's the, you know, the purpose of it. But, you know, when it comes to football, like you're on top of each other all game long. You It'll know, be an and, interesting concept, but there's again a lot of uncertainty from now yeah. in the beginning of football. So it's really just very hard to make a judgment call on it. And I guess as we go along, we're just gonna have to adjust. Yeah. And just I like mean, the that's way baseball the, is right. That that's the the main that's the key word. Is well, adjust. the good news is that <laughs> if you look at the NBA and the NHL, you know they've been practicing together for a while, and yeah. uh, there are no reported cases. Yeah throughout either league so that's uh it's promising that that's definitely that that could be the way to go about it and you know we'll just see where everything heads to uh as the seasons continue because as you know neither season started yet uh i think the nba starts tonight yeah the nba starts tonight Um, the nhl nhl starts on saturday yeah saturday friday right uh saturday's the first i think saturday's the first yeah so um, when talking about baseball, obviously we're about, I think, the the Yankees are three games in. I think the rest of the league is about five games in. Uh, you know, it really, I, I think the play on the field has been, you know, has been good. And I, I think some players are benefiting from not having fans, obviously. I think Giancarlo Stanton is one of them. Um, but when we're talking about this baseball season, you know, everybody – was waiting for this baseball season basically because of everything that happened in the offseason, everything that happened with the Astros. This was a, a very, you know, anticipated season because of seeing what happens with the Astros and seeing what's going to happen with the rest of the league treating the Astros. Mm-hmm. And we got right off the bat, you know, we have the Dodgers and the, you know, the Astros go at it. And the Dodgers obviously felt victim, fell victim to this whole cheating scandal with 
the Astros. So, you know, right off the bat, I think, you know, in the first game of the season, you know, three Astros were hit. I think it was like um, Correa, uh, Bregman, you know, and I, I'm just I, – I think it's funny. Um, then you have the whole whole thing with Joe Kelly. Now, Joe Kelly is known to be a – one of those guys, you know, a John Rocker type of, you know, guy like that's, that's who, that's who you're looking at when you're talking about, you know, Joe Kelly and Joe Mm -hmm. Kelly, you know, in that game against the Astros, he really didn't have his fastball. He could not, you know, find his fastball over the strike zone at all and just decided to start throwing at guys (laughs) and, you know, threw at Correa's head, um, also um, threw at Bregman's head and then struck out Correa, blew him some kisses. But I think the interest, the, the most interesting thing, and I think Manfred is really um, starting to get on everybody's nerves, I guess. The fact that Joe Kelly, all he has to do is go out through one, one game of this suspension, this eight-game suspension, and he's been suspended more times, more games, than any which one of those Astros that have cheated. So, and and not to mention, an eight-game suspension in a 60-game season is compared to a 22-game suspension in a 162-game season. So, I mean, I think it was a little harsh on my, you know, he didn't even hit anybody. That was that that was the biggest thing. But well, you yeah, know, no, uh, when it comes to the whole idea of this guy getting, uh, you know, suspended, it's it's amusing. <laughs> it's probably the best way to put it. Uh, Manfred has really put himself in a situation where he's just the crimes aren't fitting the punishments. Exactly. And you know you can cheat to the World Series, reap in all the benefits of that, which is very serious in many regards. And not a single game of suspension for any of these players. Yet you don't even hit someone with a pitch, and you're getting eight games, <laughs> as if you know, like you said, he had lost control of his fastball. Obviously, the interactions after, um, it's just the heat of the game. You know, like yeah. it's competition. It's uh, it's always been like this. Like you said before, John Rocker was a big example of it. Yeah. Uh, and John Rocker was probably 10 times worse than anything Joe Kelly has done. <laughs> he really and was. John Rocker played an entire career. Yeah. So, you know, I don't understand the concept of what Manfred did there. Um, I think he thinks it's going to put an end to it. And Joe Kelly will not be the first person or the last person, I should say, to attempt to hit a Houston Astro this season, and oh, no. there's just no stopping it. You know, uh, what the Astros did was absolutely a disrespect to the game. And honestly, between you and me, I do not think they were the only team. And that might be their defense to this. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, the, the, you know that Obviously, know, there was a I mean, video. That's why, uh, again, you know, and you've known this, you know, we've done this show for a very long time. You know, I the respect for the game continues to go down and down with the nonsense that continues to happen in this league. I mean, first you had the steroids and now you have this nonsense. Yeah. This is cheating. The guys in the fifties, sixties, they didn't do things like this or to the extent I would say it wasn't even possible. You know, you look at all these crazy numbers and all these records. Now there's like four different home run records. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm still waiting for someone to hit <laughs> 57 home runs legitimately yeah that's what i'm waiting for i saw aaron judge throw up 50 yeah it was rookie year so is it a possibility absolutely 
Yeah, I mean, you I had, would love it, to see it happen legally. And you I had think uh, really Alonzo. Fun. Obviously, it's not going to happen this year with the 60-game season, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff that fans want to see to this day still. Yeah. And unfortunately, with everything that's gone on, you know, if anybody had bats over 300 now or 350, people would be asking questions because that's exactly what the Astros did. They had an entire lineup batting 300. <laughs> and you were wondering why. Like, wow, that's impressive. And then I realized this nonsense comes out. And again, it's just another step of the ladder <laughs> of just losing respect for the game. Did you? And I, uh, you want it to be changed. Did you see the game last night? I think um, I'm trying to think who the Astros were playing. But Altuve strikes out looking on like, I think it was, it was more of like a slider, maybe a curveball, you know, whatever it was. It was an off-speed pitch. And uh, Oral Hershiser was the um, the color analyst on the game, and the play-by-play guy was like, "Oh wow, he must have been guessing, uh, you know, a different pitch." And Oral Hershiser goes, uh, "I guess it's easier to know than to guess." <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's the truth. It's it, that's the thing, and like you're seeing it more it's a big with part of the game. You're seeing it more with Altuve, which Altuve, you know, before this whole thing came out, everybody was like, wow, this guy is an unbelievable hitter. It's like, you know, he never strikes so out, little. you know, never strikes out nothing. He and now little. he's very little. Yeah, too. I mean, like that, that plays in a big impact. You got a bunch of guys in this league that are really like, look at Judge and you put Altuve next to him. You'd be like, whoa. Well, you know, you know it's, it's funny. He's a very effective player. Because very effective. Very Ash- fast. Astro fans will try to like throw the uh, the Yankees under the bus as many times as they can because you know that's they're just they're trying to put blame on other teams as well. So like you know there's a there's been a video that's been going around of a Yankee uh, intern sitting in center field recording the catcher's uh, signs. But there was so, stuff even before this, but that. You know, where they t- they said that they the MLB has already, you know, gone through this twice with the Yankees with that with that same video, and they've yeah. you know they said there's nothing bad involved with this whole thing, but they keep bringing up the same video. And then you had, uh, I think it was the first game or the second game, uh, where Stanton hit a, a bomb with um, yeah, and they showed Judge Judge, I, and I, this but is that, exactly what I'm trying to say. But that like that's, that's legal. Like that's that's know. you know that's something that's that's been around forever. I mean, we've we've been able to do that even in high school baseball. You know, if you're on second yeah. base and you know the catcher knows the catcher and the pitcher know that you know what if there's a guy on second base we might have to change up our signs. And that's mm-hmm. that's you know that's part of the game. That's strategy. Of course. No, you know, so the way I that know, I saw that right on opening night. Yeah. And again, another aspect where I'm just like people just trying to find concerns with these games and. It's people that it's, don't it's know baseball. It's becoming more of a outside the game approach, absolutely, as opposed to what's happening on the field, which is uh, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, going on to uh, we'll, we'll go on to the NFL now, uh, and you know the big the big news. Obviously, there's you know, I think we're starting camp up and stuff like that, and you know we're talking about the NFL season, you know, we had the NFL top 100 players, uh, that list given out. We'll go over that a little bit. Uh, but the biggest, the biggest thing going on in the NFL is the opt outs. You know, you're having all these players, you know, voluntarily opt out of the season. Now there hasn't been 
huge names that have you know it's been guys that maybe have been on the bubble of you know making the team making you know not making the team whatever it is you know the Patriots obviously have the most uh, players that have opted out which is a little you know I, you know we know how Bill Belichick runs his team but you know you have players like you're starting to have uh, bigger names I guess you could say like Nate Solder the offensive lineman from the Giants he's opted out unspecified why he did it uh, I think he actually came out with a uh, um, a letter saying why and, and, and this and that but um, Marquise Goodwin obviously everybody knows about Marquise Goodwin you know play the game like the day after he lost uh, you know a baby uh, and just had one therefore he put out a video saying you know I- I'm not putting my family at risk again I've had I think he's had two he's lost two babies so far you know with him and his his wife um so Marquise Goodwin like that's that's the stuff that you got to look at you know these these players and you can't get mad at this you can't as a fan you cannot get mad yeah, at I this. honestly it doesn't it's not relevant to me because it's not my business exactly and I think that's like the biggest thing that like a lot of like media outlets forget is that you know people are entitled to their own business and you know I'm not here to question why anybody doesn't want to play it, it that's not it's not a concern of mine. Yeah, I understand. No matter what, you do not need to explain yourself. That's, see, that's the problem with the new public image. You know, you you feel like you need to, you have the need to, you know, explain yourself. Yeah, and you really don't. No, oh, uh, yeah, I know. Unfortunately, like that's 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 still a world that we live in where you that's your own private concerns, yeah. and I'm not one to sit there and hear them. And then judge them, which is what happens on like ESPN outlets and stuff like that. It's not a concern of mine, sir. Uh, you're entitled, and you know you get people that are bothered by this. I mean, I don't waste my I don't waste my effort being bothered by something that really isn't relevant to me at all. Uh, you know, I'm a Jet fan. If any Jets want to opt out of the season, that's fine. It's with me. understandable. I understand. Yeah, I absolutely understand. I you know. And again, it's me just as a fan, just hoping that the coaching staff can adjust yeah. and find a way. You know, like it's that's how this works. You know, and obviously they're giving up a lot of money by opting out of these contracts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's they still the thing. make some decent money, but at the same time, like you're opting out of a lot more money. That's your own decision. You know, like they're all adults. So I think the the I'm most I'm not one to judge it. The and, most and impressive have an understanding as to why or why not it's acceptable for them to opt out. Don't care. Absolutely. I think the most um, impressive, I guess, opt-out was uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman, Laurent DuVernay-Tardif, because he has a PhD. And he's been fighting, you know, as, you know, a nurse and a doctor at, you know, in the hospitals during this whole thing. So the fact that he's opting out so he can do more. You know, it's just that it's impressive. Like that's something that no, you I know, think you a, I think that's an amazing choice, yeah. and uh, you know, it's really appreciative. And I yeah. bet you the people in his hometown, you know, are very appreciative. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, you understand why they would do something like that. Uh, you know, respect it. I mean, and then it just goes from there. Who's <laughs> the next man up? Yeah, and like that's a that's the thing. Now, I want to see like kind of how you feel. Um, Obviously, as I said, there's really not huge players that have opted out. Like you're looking at guys like Damian Williams, Nate Solder, um, Patrick Chung, you know, guys like that. Like, yeah, they're they're well-known players and they're very good players. 
but they're not that star player. Yeah. Now, what happens if a star player actually opts out? Because I could, I could like we were talking about this before we even went on the air, and basically I said. I feel like one player, one star player, all he has to do is opt out, and I think that's going to open the floodgates for other stars. Like, all right, well, if this guy can opt out, then I know I can. You know, if if a Russell Wilson type player, and I think player, the NFL to continue to keep a product on the field knows it'll be saving a lot of money on these contracts. Therefore, other players can come in. Yeah, and that's how it's going to work. There's yeah. always going to be a next man up in the game of football. It's a very limited league. So you feel you feel that. The season won't be canceled if a top player ends up opting out. I can't predict it. I don't yeah. know anything about. Again, it comes back down to the you know the virus and how it's going to react. Nobody knows, I, really. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So and I don't really even think the professionals the know. <laughs> it's really, it's a guess. Yeah. This is just a. Absolutely. I wouldn't even say it's a logical guess because I'm, I'm you know unfortunately, not enough is known about the virus. Yeah. You know uh, whether a vaccine will be created, anything like that. So there's a lot of variables and. Personally, if a star wants to, you know, opt out, they are more than welcome to. And if it means a floodgate of stars start opting out, then that's their own decision. So I mean, it. again, <laughs> adult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're allowed to make that decision. I'm not even going to make a base or a ranking or a judgment on it because yeah, you know, there's, there's always going to be another man that wants to, you know, that will take Step the up. risk. Yeah. Almost. You know, I mean, well, how, like, you know, you know, there are a lot of people out there taking the risk right now, doctors and nurses. So it's like. You, you understand that it's just really just your choice at this point. And, you know, if they want to give off, you know, they, they don't even make the money. So it's, yeah, it's understandable. So, like with uh, Kansas City, you know, losing Damian Williams this season, you know, they just drafted a running back. They drafted uh, the guy out of LSU, Hilaire. Uh, you know, the, he's got a longer name, but <laughs> it just but, shows the kind of comfortability. But that's that something like Damian Williams would have. Yeah, Damian Williams can understand that I'll skip the season, and if I need to go try out for a new team or and that's the thing, like they're on an organization, and they're going to work hard and try to do their best to. These guys know, are putting their out. their position at risk. You know, their their position on these teams, like like Devin Funches. You know, this is supposed to be his first year with the Packers. You know, so this is, you know, you're you're playing, you're still, it doesn't matter if you're a well-known player, you're still playing for a spot. So, you know, defensive tackle Michael Pierce, you know, these, these players are, you know, these are the higher risk opt-outs, like uh, Minnesota Vikings defensive tackle Michael Pierce, uh, the Mm -hmm. Patriots offensive lineman Marcus Cannon, and uh, the, the Washington football team defensive end Caleb Brantley. I, I still uh, it it's sickening to me. Like, I'm not even gonna say it's sickening to me. It's just uh, the fact that we have to say Washington football team is a joke. I think I think it's <laughs> gonna be really funny to watch the New York Giants take on the Washington Redskins because you're gonna hear an announcer go, "All right," and the New York Football Giants take on the Washington, Washington football, football team. team. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna really question whether or not I really live in 2020 or not, or <laughs> people just aren't realizing what's going on. Like I want to hear an announcer say it. I'll probably record it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be really funny. It, it, it really is uh, actually going to be funny because I mean, even just I mean, their just uniforms. Decision. I mean, you you know, there are people out there getting paid a lot of money. Just make a decision. Well, it's you really know, you know what ended difficult. up happening? Someone, you know, obviously, I guess when they started talking about trying to change this this team's name for the last three years or whatever, someone yeah. went out and trademarked every single team name that they could have come up with which in a way is smart because you know what 
now you're going to have this team say, all right, well, what? how much can we pay you to, to give us this name? And, Absolutely. you know, the, the – It's the, not the right time to do it right now because no. of COVID-19. The Washington Redskins can't spend – 25 million dollars exactly and listen dan the off to somebody because dan snyder make this money dan snyder did not want to change this team name at all it was he was forced obviously you know fedex wanted their name off of this the stadium uh nike stopped putting their their merchandise out which in a way you know they're at nike's mercy because uh there's only one team in the nfl that actually holds the rights to their team and that's the Dallas Cowboys, just because Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. He's he's that business guy. That's why you'll never see, no matter where you go, whatever store it is, you'll never see a Dallas Cowboys merchandise go on sale unless the Cowboys put it on sale. So, you know, there's been multiple times that I've gone into like Models or, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods and, you know, the Giants and the Jets are on sale and then they have a Cowboys sweatshirt that's still 50-something dollars. You know, that's the it's just that's you would think it would lead to like wins <laughs> it's a good joke but no but like that's that's the thing like so they're at the mercy of nike so nike was like all right you know what we're not gonna put your stuff out fedex is like we want our name off of the stadium we want our money back you know like stuff like that so dan snyder was forced and now it's at that point where like stuff like this that happens you know, when it comes to team names and, and logos and, you know, uniforms and stuff like this, this takes over a year to do. So the fact that they're like actually going to go into the season with a blank jersey, you know, just the colors, a blank helmet and everybody saying, all right, you know, it's the Dallas Cowboys facing the Washington football team. <laughs> like it's it's. It's weird. It's 2020, weird basically. Things going on I, right now, you know, obviously with the virus. It, again, it's just uh, it's a different time. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, it, it's basically we're we're going to be able to years down the line, you know, when something's going bad, it's just going to be like, all right, well, this just pulled to 2020. Like that's just <laughs> you know, it's it's just going to come down to that because that is the type of year that we're in, uh, you know, compared to, you know, just everything that's going on. Like it's not just the one thing. It's not just. COVID-19 which is just out of this world you know what's going on but mm-hmm. it's not just that it's just everything else and no, it, it's crazy it's the, the year that we're in is, is just absolutely insane so we had a trade in the NFL um, Jamal Adams traded to the Seattle Seahawks uh, and I was I was impressed of what the Jets got you know through this because the Dallas Cowboys were looking into him and they were willing to only give up one first round pick and they got two first-round picks in this. Um, yeah. The Jets acquired 2021 and the two, 2022 first-round picks, 2021 third-round pick, and safety Brad, Bradley McDougal, um, yeah. and only gave up Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Um, listen, Jamal Adams is a very, very good player. Don't get me wrong. Very, very good player. Very good safety um, he reminds me because they they were actually showing uh, they call it like a a heat meter or whatever, and they showed like Cam Chancellor compared to Jamal Adams, and it was like basically the same. They like to play around the line of scrimmage. They like to you know stop the run. You know that's that's the kind of player that they are. Coverage, eh? You know, but you deal with that because he's you know that good in in run you know in the run coverage and, and everything like that. So you know what? 
the Jets got rid of somebody that was, you know, just, uh, I wouldn't say a cancer to have, but was just annoying, I guess you could say, <laughs> you know, and they got a lot in return. And I, I applaud the Jets for what they did. Yeah, I think Joe Douglas did a great job with this trade. I mean, honestly, uh, it came down to it. This guy did not want to be here anymore. Uh, huh. You know, and it's it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, he's a great player. And, you know, the fans loved him. And, you know, some fans still do. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, with the things that were, you know, being said and, you know, especially when it came to the coach and everything else, it's it just it was an you couldn't repair this. And unfortunately, uh, for the Jets, I thought um, this would have been disastrous in the ability to, to trade him. But uh, yeah, it actually worked out really well. Um, the Jets got a lot more than, you know, me as a Jet fan were expecting. Um, I think anybody was expecting. <laughs> yeah. And basically, you're, just, you're, you're impressed by what Joe Douglas was able to do with a disgruntled player. Get him out of here. Uh like you said, he's he's being more of a burden well, than he is being uh, beneficial to the team right now. And they get two first-rounders. I mean, I've never really been a fan of any of these two-round, two-first-round drafts. I mean, you know, trades. I, yeah. I'm very uh, I'm mystified by every every time a team does it. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be on the receiving end of it. Uh, I don't think the New York Jets were ready to win right then and there. Um, but I do know that... Uh, you know, we'll see how Sam develops. Uh, I feel like the offensive line needed some work. We got that work done. Yeah. Um, defense might need some work, but we got to take a look. We had a lot of injuries last year. Um, we did finish the season six and two. I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm excited to yeah. watch football uh, with the New York Jets, uh, despite the fact that no Jamal Adams and uh, great player. Um, best of luck to him in Seattle. But I hope they don't win well, a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, he soured his his stay with the Jets, um, especially at the trade deadline, because he he supposedly called up a bunch of Cowboy players and was telling them to get, you know, the Cowboys brass to to step up and and make a trade. So Which right there, after because after they found that out, yeah, I know, and now it makes it difficult to trade a player. And yeah. And I feel like they were somehow able to, you know, take care of that, which was pretty you know, well too. Quite so. imperative. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and before we get off of the NFL, I wanted to just touch on the uh, the top 100. the The final five came out last night, and Lamar Jackson was number one. Obviously, that's you were kind of expecting that. He was the MVP. He had a great season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're also talking about Patrick Mahomes here. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's, uh, He's very good. I mean, <laughs> he's the number one player in football. That's what uh, I'm saying. I mean, again, I don't even really look into these rankings too often. Um, I just want to watch the games. I'll that's, be honest. I mean, and I, that's you know, what I'm at because I, I, I want to just see who wins it all. I, I don't care who the top because one, I'm not going to see any New York Jets on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a team that finished six and two last year, and you know, a lot of injuries. I, you know, it's just it really is. I just needle and haystack type uh, feel on the top hundred players. You really don't know who's better than the next. These are different positions. It's just it doesn't make sense to me. It like to me, you know, I never really put any kind of you know belief in this this list. Like it never really did anything to me. Uh, yeah. This is this is done by the players, which is 
odd to me. Yeah. But, like, you know, you have Russell Wilson, who's also ahead of Patrick Mahomes, which is also, you know, head-scratching. Aaron Donald was number three, which, yes, you -hmm. you have to put him up there. But Michael Thomas over DeAndre Hopkins I thought was a little questionable. See, Uh, Michael Thomas had a great year. He did have a great year. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, but then people talk about the quarterback. There's just so much exactly. that goes into this that it's just hard to rank them. And then all, you, all you're causing is ESPN to lose its frenzy <laughs> with the debates that they'll have left yeah. and right about this. But the truth be told is you're never going to see Michael Thomas take on DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one no, in not. the game of football. It's just who could be more productive for their team and – a lot has to if do with the team. it's beneficial to a win or not. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's the same thing that goes with, with the Madden ratings, which yeah. I was I was a little uh, skeptical on because I think Michael Thomas shouldn't get a 99. And if he does get a 99, which he did, you have to give DeAndre Hopkins a 99. You know, yeah. I obviously Patrick Mahomes being a 99, that's fine. I question Christian McCaffrey being a 99, which, uh, you know, that you're you're saying Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league, and he's arguably one of the best. He's arguably one of the best. Do I think he is the best? Mm. Yeah, you're I'm just giving little, people reasons to write stories. That's yeah, really I guess what it is at that point. I uh, guess, yeah. But I mean, just you know, I because as like a I said, fan, we, I think the best running back in football is Le'Veon Bell, and I mean that's just coming as a fan standpoint. Yeah, uh, you're not going to see him anywhere in uh, those <laughs> rankings, which is. Uh, you know that's well, just having it is. like and Zeke is is twenty four, you know, and you could put an argument you're for putting, every single running back drafted, you know, not drafted, but every single running back that him. was ranked, yeah. yeah. Like you, you have Dalvin fan, Cook. Just, you know, I have the best running back on my team. It isn't even a question <laughs> of whether or not who's better than the yeah. next. Because again, these guys are never going to play each other one up. No, you know, he just it comes off the you know how effective can your team be? Yeah. So now moving on. Um, because I don't want to put much more into this whole top 100 because it just gets me aggravated. Um, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll move on to the NBA because the NBA is starting up tonight. Um, they, they're, they're calling them seeding games. So it's eight games, um, and there is a possible play-in game. The first round of the playoffs begins August 17th. So you have these possible play-in games due to um, if – the eight and nine seed are within four games or less of each mm-hmm. other. Then they have play-in yep. games. Then you, you know, then we go into the first round of these. You know, obviously after the eight games, you go into you know, and, and it only took twenty-two teams. They only took twenty-two teams. They didn't take every team. Uh, some teams, you know, just like players didn't want to play. Like Damian Lillard was like, if my team is not in the running, I don't want to play. You know, like that, that's, you know, and, and players felt like that. And yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they had, so they, they made it 22 teams, um, of all like the, the closeness of the playoffs, you know, so it's the NBA, what they're doing, uh, the bubble, you know, like we said earlier, the bubble has been a great idea for these leagues. Uh, I think it's awesome what they've done with the arena as well. They actually, I was watching a game, I think it was a Lakers game, and they actually had on the video board people basically like what we're doing right now, you know, video recording from their webcam, just watching the game, and actually they had them in like seats. Their reactions, yeah, no, yeah I think and it's, it's cool. Like that, that was cool. Um, you know, if if the uh, player shot a three pointer and, and got it in. 
you know, they show the video board and like people are like mm-hmm. cheering and, you know, uh, I, I think the audio is well to go with it. Exactly. You know, uh, I think it's, it's a great idea. Both leagues, NBA and NHL, they're both doing the bubble. Yep. Uh, like we said earlier in the show, neither one of the team, uh, no, nobody on any of these teams tested positive for COVID recently. Um, yeah, for both leagues. I'm, I'm, it's just, yeah, exactly. And I'm hoping that it works. Uh, people need basketball and hockey back. Um, there's really not, you know, let the games happen. And then, yep. you know, we'll talk about it next week and see what happens with these games and uh, how effective, you know, this is. And hopefully we're having a similar conversation where minimal amount of players or no players at all, even better, uh, test positive for COVID-19 after one week of play and just let the season go. And, you know, uh, it's the entertainment that a lot of people in this world need right now. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, going on to the NHL, the NHL, um, you know, as we said, there, there's there been no positive tests over the last week. Um, each team gets one exhibition game uh, between the days of the 28th, which was mm-hmm. two days ago, and today. And yes. and then the qualifying round robins, uh, the qualifiers and the round robins start August 1st. Mm-hmm. The first round of the playoffs starts August 11th. So the qualifiers yeah. are a best of five. We have Calgary against Winnipeg. We have... Uh, Chicago against Edmonton. We have the Florida against the Islanders. We have Rangers against the uh, Hurricanes. Montreal versus Pittsburgh. Yeah. Then you have the round robins for the top four teams in the league in both conferences. So you have round robins for seeding for those first through you know one through four. Yep. Um, I got so, yeah. so you know, it's interesting what the NHL has done. The NHL they wanted to go right into the playoffs. And I applaud them for what they're doing. What they're doing, I think the the whole setup is nice. Uh, I agree with it. I think yep. the, the fact that they went with twenty four teams um, mm-hmm. was great. The of NBA course, just to expand it, and there'll be more games, and they're all going to be in a bubble together. It'll be. I like both ideas. Yeah, I mean, there's I think, no. Uh, I have no problem on any aspect no, of what do both I. leagues are doing right now. I think it, uh, hopefully it works. I mean, that's really only time will tell that, you know, we can get, we can play the guessing game all day. Oh, know? absolutely. But, uh, let's see how it works out. Let's get a week of games in and uh, hopefully everything pans out well and the Islanders get a win. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, um, the NHL, as I said, off the air to you, I think the NHL has done the best um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the look of it. I mean, basically, well, I even think the NBA did a great. Job I think they did a great job as well. Of, yep. Like I said, with the no, you know, the reckless COVID behavior clause. Yeah, I mean, you saw how these Lou players are going to be held accountable and go without pay for ten days or and so, have to be on quarantine. quarantine. Yep, because you know you got to just stay within the elements and well, uh, uh, you know you, you have, have all Disney World to work with. So <laughs> you uh, have uh, I'm pretty sure you should be okay. You have you Lou know, Williams go out to a strip club. So obviously he's put on well, I, on quarantine. That was so funny, Barstool put up something about the wings there, and apparently <laughs> the wings are that good. And I thought that was really funny because uh, he said he went there for food. Yeah, and, you know sometimes if a place is really good, because even other people on television have said, "Yeah, I've played that. You know, I've eaten down there. Yeah, the, the, those wings are amazing. Yeah, yeah so I, it's really fun. It's really amusing. Uh, but then you have I, like I actually, you know, again, you know, it's just a rude awakening for NBA players at this point to you know understand that you know, circumstances of what we're involved with. And exactly, you know, they're going to be very strict with you regarding uh, what you can and cannot do as far as while you're playing basketball or hockey Absolutely. in the NBA or the NHL. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you even had uh, Zion Williams, uh, Zion Williamson who had to quarantine himself, but he was doing it for 
family reasons because he had to, you know, take something up with his family or whatever it was. So he had to leave the bubble. You're put yeah, on a quarantine. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, you test negative for it. You go back to the team. And that's what happens. And, you know, mm-hmm. Lou Williams was a little reckless with what he did. Um, you know, he's put on the quarantine. It's, you know, it's done. But I mean, like, like I know, said, at the same time, you want to live in yeah, this world. You know what exactly. I mean? I understand the standpoint of everything going on, but you have to understand that, like, if, man, if I'm feeling some good wings, then I, you know, that's exactly what I'm going to roll with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there, you know, you, people calling it reckless behavior. Um, unfortunately, again, it's just, it, it almost is beneficial for both leagues to get an understanding of what's to, uh, occur if you do just the slightest of things because going to a strip club for wings doesn't seem like the most dramatical thing it's not like he went to a nightclub no well you gotta think like packed beach or anything like that like there's a lot of yeah you know you're just uh, putting everybody else at risk you know and that's he did that's where it comes down to reckless on that standpoint but uh at the same time, uh, you know, again, you want to live your life. Probably wasn't the only player to do yeah. something along the lines of that. So you want to live uh, your life. I mean, they're even they're even saying they were even saying that like, um, you know, if a player wasn't wearing a mask around the bubble, like you mm-hmm. know, that people were able to <laughs> rat on them or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's understand. Again, it's going to be a very strict environment. I mean, yeah. I you know, I work at the courthouse. It's a very strict environment Absolutely. there. Absolutely. With everything going on. I mean, this is just the way of the world right now. And unfortunately, this is, you know, there's no predictions to be made because it's very unpredictable at the standpoint right now in every aspect. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Like, nobody knows. Nobody knows, like, what, I mean, even the professionals hardly even know. Something changes every single day when it comes to this, you know, this virus. But, you know, I thought it was cool with what the NHL did. Each player in their rooms had... Um, the NHL actually put out like pictures of their families on the, awesome. you know, as they walked into their room make in the, the hotel. Make this as comfortable as exactly. possible. Exactly. And, uh, and you know just what? Like, you know, you could tell anybody, I mean, not just professional athletes, but you tell anybody at this point, do whatever needs to be done to keep yourself in a comfortable state. Exactly. At this, you know, cause right now, uh, you know, it's not just these NBA players and these NHL players being affected by this. Everyone is. So everybody, you know, uh, that's why it's just such an unpredictable situation. It's great to have sports back for the standpoint that now people can have entertainment. That's much needed (laughs) at times, you know, just to have that comfortability back. That's part of it. Absolutely. So, uh, there's a lot more that goes with just the, you know, the health of these players. I mean, yeah, you want these guys all to stay healthy. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, for many reasons, you know, for their own sake and for the sake of other people out there, just trying to, you know, get sports back and just get some, uh, you know, entertainment back in their lives because yeah you know, it's just it's you just need to nice have fun here you it's just nice I mean? to you be need able to have to... fun like that's a yeah and i mean like our first show like since this whole thing happened we said you know the 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 sucky thing about this whole situation was that you know it was such a big thing that happened it was such a you know such a bad thing that happened that usually you know everything that happens in that way like you always have sports to fall back on and unfortunately with this whole thing nobody had sports to fall back on so it was also like you know there's nothing to watch on tv there's you know nothing to talk about in sports and and stuff like that so you know the fact that we're even able to whether it's good bad nothing really to talk about but you know it's just sports Mm -hmm. you know the games are being played they mean something you know and i just uh you know i was i was excited to watch hockey i ended up watching the the flyers and and penguins game just to see how 
the well, play the was. But then I definitely watched yeah. the game. Last <laughs> yeah, night. It was yeah. Really, I, uh, I mean, I watched fun. that. I too. like what they did with the arena. Yep. Again, you know, time will tell. Yeah. These leagues. Yeah. So, but uh, you know that that's basically it uh, for today. We'll be back next week doing uh, you know, hopefully we'll you know we'll be talking about some of the qualifying games, mm-hmm. you know, some of the NBA games, MLB. Like it, we'll have all three sports going on at the same time, and uh, we'll definitely have stuff to talk about. You know, because uh, uh, breaking news just came over saying that um, Citizens Bank Park is shutting down uh, for the time being for the Phillies because two staffers came down and tested positive. So we'll see what happens in that aspect. You know, maybe maybe the Phillies are going to have to play all their road games, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you know, and uh, we'll see. We'll just see but how they adjust. It's the all fly, adjusting. You know, it's all adjusting. Exactly. And again, so far the MLB has done a great job, but again, yeah. the problems aren't going to end just, you know. No, not at all. You guys just find ways to get around it. And exactly. uh, I have faith that the MLB will be able to do it. Exactly. But uh, that will do it for the show. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Be breezy. Be breezy. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on sports radio.